0: Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of McMinnville podcast. Founded in 2007, UUFM is a gathering place for people who embrace a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We are located in the heart of Oregon's Willamette Valley wine country. Please visit us on the web at macuuf.org, M-A-C-U-U-F dot org, And if you are ever in or near the McMinnville area, don't hesitate to stop by and visit us. UUFM gathers in love and service for justice and peace. We just went through the
1: holidays, which as much as we could, I think we make it a time apart. That's kind of what holidays are all about. They're a time apart from your real life. And some of you can do that a lot. Some have jobs and lives that don't allow that. But many of us set time, uh, set aside time to be with family and friends. And with that time off, we cooked and we talked. We drank some libations. And we decorated our houses inside and out. And we watched Christmas movies on Netflix. And it's wonderful. But because it is a time apart, it's like we wall it up around us. Uh, like a little holiday moat. And finally, we have to open it up open up the gates, New Year's Day comes, is over, and suddenly we are thinking about getting work done, of cleaning messy desks and offices, that's what I'm thinking about, of losing some of the weight that we might have gained, and then there are the Christmas decorations, they need to be taken down and put away, the old routine of work and going to the gym and a low-carb diet, even if it wasn't your old routine, It doesn't sound so boring. It sounds kind of good. Yeah. In this sudden change back towards cleanliness and simplicity comes a feeling that we now have the energy to change ourselves. We can become a little more efficient, perhaps a kinder person. Maybe learn a language. I always wanted to do that. Now, believe it or not, this idea that we can improve, actually be better people, it's a very Unitarian idea. The Reverend William Ellery Channing, who preached in Boston in the 1830s, people still read his sermons. He wrote this scandalous sermon called, Likeness Unto God where he said, in very beautiful, flowery, 1830s language, that we are, essentially, that we are all called to become more like God. We are made in his, his I'm sure he said his, image, and become more godlike by cultivating our lives by becoming more virtuous. This was really radical for that time, and I think it's still somewhat of a radical message in some circles. Now, it's, though, it's pretty common for even almost atheists to be comfortable with the idea that we have this connection with the divine. However, in Channing's time, Calvinism was the theology. And Calvinism said that we were sinful creatures completely different from God and could only be saved by God. And in fact, it just kept getting darker and darker over time. They kind of said that God had kind of decided ahead of time who we was saved and we <laughs> really couldn't do much about it. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know why they came up with that. I honestly don't. So this idea that we can improve and in fact we should become better people is part of our heritage as Unitarian Universalists. It comes more from the Unitarian side. Not so much the universalist side. Not that they didn't like self-improvement too. <laughs> now, traditionally, self-improvement on New Year's is called a resolution. Resolutions get made fun of a lot by cynics because a lot of resolutions don't pan out. Not all re- resolutions are created equal. Some of them work for us and some of them don't. Now, I... The wonderful Kelly McGonigal is an expert on brain-based behavior change. And she recommends the following approach on New Year's. This works very well for me. It may not work for you. We're all, I mean, the, the, the right calls us snowflakes. But it's true. We are all snowflakes. We all have our own different ways. She says reflect on what would make you happier in your life, what would give you what I think of as ease of well-being, which is what is a Buddhist saying, and I love that, it rolls off my tongue, ease of well-being. Then make that a theme for the year. Implementing a theme rather than giving yourself a hard and fast target gives you some freedom to explore. Consider If you pick the theme of reducing stress. What are some things you might try? Well, one of the things might be meditation, but the classic way to do a resolution would be to say, I'm going to start meditating, and I will meditate every day, and I will do it for 20 minutes. And maybe you will do that. Maybe you will meditate 20 minutes a day and be that success story that, you know, wow, more power to you. But maybe you will try it and find you didn't really like meditating. And then if meditating is your resolution for the year, well, you have just kind of failed at it. And in fact, you're probably more stressed than when you started out and you're feeling a little bad about yourself if stress reduction is your resolution though, then you can try something else. What a concept. Do <coughs> yoga. A brisk walk before breakfast. Or, you know, something crazy that you've always wanted to do, like those adult coloring books. Some people really <laughs> love those. <laughs> Now, pretty soon, I am going to give you some time to reflect on the intention, on your intentions for the new year. And you have in your order of service a sheet of paper that's an insert. It's, it's small, but I actually have extra paper if you're a, a person who writes a lot. And I also have some pens if you didn't bring one with you. I extra yeah, wonderful. But actually, I'm just telling you about it, and just so that you don't get nervous. And um, but before I let you loose on them, maybe you're already nervous, right? I don't have a pen. Where am I going to find a pen? I have extra pens. Here are some other things to consider as you. S- is everyone still listening? Everyone's oh, still got here? <laughs> right. Where's my pen? <laughs> as you set your intentions. Keep your values in mind. What do you serve that is larger than yourself? Professor McGonigal asked you to reflect on your life and what would make you happier. Now our Unitarian ancestor, William Ellery Channing, would say, how can you change to become more like God? Well, he's being pretty lofty there, but that is okay. I hope you guys can handle lofty. But I would go right in the middle and say, what change can you make that would make your life more meaningful? I was thinking about this, just about to put it in my sermon, when I went to yoga myself just a couple days ago. And the yoga teacher did just that. She turned to everybody in the room, instead of telling us to do downward facing dog, she said, you guys are making resolutions right now. Why don't you make a resolution for the environment? Why don't you do, set an intention to do something more for the earth, reduce your travel or you know, using carbon and stuff like that? And I go, for you. It felt just, it fit exactly into what I'm saying here. Is it's not all about us. But actually, what happens is that it kind of becomes about you because if you make more meaning in your life, you are definitely going to be a happier person. So why don't you now fill out that piece of paper that you probably already pulled out. And I'm sorry I don't have something um, for you to write on. It's going to be a little frustrating. But... um back of the The back of the hemel. Excellent. you. Problem solvers, everyone. And um, so, the first thing I'd like you to do is write down in that space that's there for your intention, write your purpose. Yeah, like I should have asked you a week ago and say, think about what your purpose in life is. Just write something, you kind of know, and it can be very lofty. Mine is something like, um, let's see, I wrote it down here. Creating a more just and beautiful world. Yeah, yeah. before breakfast. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm just going to give you some examples. An important men, mentor of mine says, he wants to work for a better world for our children, so that focus on the children is very important to him, and you may have a focus that is very important to you. So let me give you a minute or two to think about that and write that down, and then I'll walk you through a, a couple more steps on that on setting an intention. Does everybody have a pencil? Okay. Are you ready for the next instruction? Yeah, okay. So what change would you like to see in your life this year? You may already have made something. Put it down if you've already made it some kind of a um, resolution. But if you want to, what change would you like to see in your life, and think of it in terms of theme, a theme, something kind of big. What is a possible theme for change in this next year? And then, um, the next thing you'll do after that, I'll I'll give you, I'll cheat and tell you, is that then you'll make, you'll think about how will this change create meaning in your life? Because even if it's specifically, maybe it's, maybe you're gonna decide that you want to work on stress. Well, there's a way that that relates to what you are going to do. It might give you more um, presence when you're doing the things that are meaningful for you. So there's, so I, I'm, I'm giving you a lot of space to come up with things. So let me repeat it, because I'd like you to write down, what change would you like to see in your life? What is a possible theme? for change over the next year. I'll give you a little time to reflect on that. Excuse me Katie. Did you have a question? Yeah. So, are we on the what I want to let go part? No, you're not. That's a very good question. Um, I need an order of service, I I left it over here. Yeah, I should have done that with this in front of me. My intentions for 2019. There's um, a sheet of paper. And ultimately, you're going to tear this in half, and half of it's going to go into the burning bush. So don't write down your intentions in the burning part. So my intentions are what, where you want to write. And you can use the back, too, if you if you need to do some really thinking it out, you know. But um, put your intentions on that top half of the paper. Now the symbolism on that is just wrong, isn't it? (laughs) I still see a few people writing, but I want to give you the next instruction, which is how will this change create meaning in my life? The theme that you may have written down how will it create meaning in my life? So, I believe we have time. If anybody wants to share, you know, was that? Um, did you surprise? Did anybody surprise themselves by what they wrote down? Share here, do you have that handheld or anything like that? It's perfectly fine if you don't want to share because it can be very personal. So,
0: I don't want to share, (laughs) it's too personal, but fan does
1: necessarily want to share my intention, but I like the exercise. It gave me some focus um, to think about um, what I probably already knew but hadn't put into words
0: and and a focused thought. Thank so you. thank you.
1: You're welcome. Anyone else?
0: Uh, Dominique and I watched uh documentary on minimalism
1: last night, and
0: uh, that uh, hit home for a lot of reasons. We have a whole attic full of stuff that needs to be minimalized. So that's a big part of what I want to do.
1: That sounds wonderful. It makes me want to come over and help, (laughs) because I don't want to do it in my office. (laughs) I decided I was going to... Cut off the internet and communicate with people one-on-one. Wow, I think the internet has separated people instead of brought them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay. Well, that's thank you. Thank you for you for sharing. And um, now we have more work to do. So. Before you get into the next section, though, on letting go, the burning bowl section, let me set the stage a little bit. You just set some forward-looking and purposeful intentions, but this second part is quite different. It's almost like part one and part two are really quite different. Although you may be looking forward to a wonderful year of achievement and happiness, the purpose of the Burning Bowl is to say goodbye to the things you want to let go. We will be looking back over the year rather than forward. It's not entirely true because some of the things you're going to want to let go might have to do with the coming year, but still, it's close enough. Life isn't only achievement or forward motion. We all have parts of our lives that may have caused us pain, either because they were just plain painful or because of the way we reacted to them. So remember those young men in the story, Musa and Nagib. I really loved that story. He wrote in the sand that his friend had slapped him. He put it right out there. He didn't pretend it didn't happen. I kind of like that because there's kids that will, sometimes they'll be so afraid of losing the relationship that they'll kind of pretend it didn't happen. But he acknowledged it and then he let it go. And that is one way to think about what you would like to burn in the burning bowl. It could be something painful or stressful that happened. That just like Musa, you need to say or write just one more time but then let it go let it burn and there's and this also made me think of another story that goes well with a burning bowl it's that one and some of you're going to go oh yeah i've heard the story it's the one with the village elder and her granddaughter the elder tells her granddaughter that she the elder her grand the grandma has two wolves inside her who are fighting all the time for control. One that is angry and full of envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance. All the negative emotions that we all have. We all have them. Meanness, ego. And then there's another wolf who is quite different. A joyful wolf, full of peace, love, hope, serenity. Humility, kindness, courage, truth. That's a big one this year. Not just me, she says. Everyone has this. And grandmother and granddaughter are shucking beans, and they both look down at their hands, and they work and are quiet for a little while. So there's a little time for thinking. And the granddaughter finally asks, well, which wolf is stronger? And the grandmother says, the one you feed. So that's another choice for the burning bowl. Those parts of yourself you no longer want to feed. Too much anger, perhaps, or too much timidity. Perhaps you are not taking care of yourself not extending compassion to your own self. The burning bowl is a way to say, I am not going to feed that wolf anymore, (coughs) at least not the way I have been. So now, please take a moment, give you a little time to reflect on this one because it is such a switchover from what we were doing before. What do you want to let go of? And you can use the model of something in your past that is just kind of awful that you want to let erase a little bit. Or you can take the tact of thinking, what wolf do I not want to feed anymore, and write that down. You may have other ideas that are personal to you. So go ahead.
0: I see a question. Well, it's while well, well, people are still writing and some people are done. I just thought I'd like to share Sorry. Um, so one thing I was thinking about and actually came to mind before we started this exercise was something that I had been doing for the last, I don't know, four or five years. I read somewhere around the New Year's time years ago about a practice that some tiny little island does for New Year's instead of toasting or resolutions. They dig a hole in the ground, and they whisper in the hole at midnight what they want to let go of, um, what they want to say goodbye to, and, and be, basically what we're doing here, right. and then they bury it with the soil. They have a toast of schnapps for some reason, <laughs> I don't know what the significance of schnapps just, is. Just for fun. But yeah. they actually have two shots of schna- schnapps. Um, they... Toast to their ancestors, Mm. they take that, they pour it over the buried hole, then, and they they whisper. They whisper what they want to let go of into the hole. Um, So before they bury it, then they say out loud, and you know, not quiet voice, they don't whisper that, what they want to happen in the new year. So what they want to come, what they're saying goodbye to, and then they toast to their ancestors, pour it over the hole, and then take the shot themselves.
1: And I have done that
0: every year But this year, I was with friends, and I completely forgot to do it. So, of course, then I'm like, oh, my gosh, and Bloom's going to come. And what did I do to myself? Then it became this, this like, anxiety-ridden, like, oh, my gosh, I just ruined my whole year. So I'm really grateful for this because instead of of thinking, oh, geez, it's a little late. Now my ancestors will be mad at me. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to share that. So. right? Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you for this. I'm sorry there's no schnapps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the liquor store's closed. Never mind. Gonna make <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, there you go. Oh, Is there any, did anybody else have a reflection? I'm not going to ask you to say what you wrote down. But
0: that would, What's that? But <laughs> does anybody else have a reflection?
1: <laughs> There's a southern tradition of eating black-eyed peas on uh, New Year's. And I thought it was New Year's Eve, and I thought, oh, no, I forgot. <laughs> but um, my, I still have a lot of relatives and uh, friends in Texas, and they said, no, 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 you've got all day on New Year's <laughs> and so I, I was, I did get it in. <laughs> Anyone else want to share? How did this? How did this? The two exercises together. How did it? How did it make you feel? That's kind of a newscaster question, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Anyone? Okay. Well, that is fine. So um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to ask the ushers and yeah, make sure that you've got that separate because we are going to burn them. And then Ronnie has a lovely thing to read to kind of seal it. While we're collecting what you want to let go, I have courtesy of the Unitarian Universalist Association a poem called Let Go by Lois Van Leer, exactly for this occasion. Let go of all that binds you, of all that burdens you, of what you carry, of all that shames you, of fear, of trespasses and transgressions, of woundedness. Let go of guilt, let go of anger, let go of small-mindedness and pettiness.